You're listening to This Life Explains It All. With the creators of Vera, your guide for navigating a conscious life. We're Stefania Romeo and Catherine Griffiths. This Life Explains It All was created out of belief that our life experience is our greatest teacher. And as soul sisters and intuitives, we've spent the past decade completely obsessed with better understanding our minds and our bodies, all while running a mile a minute with busy careers as leaders in the tech startup world. On this podcast, we are bringing you the insights and lessons that have changed our lives with the thought leaders, healers, and dreamers behind them. We're discussing wellness practices, healing methods, and experiences that get us to think differently about life and live empowered. Whether you want to uplevel your health, your career, your relationship, or are going through changes to your life path, this information can help you get there and let you know that we're right here with you. We believe life isn't meant to be lived linear, and no matter where you are right now, you're right on time. Hi guys, I'm Katherine Griffiths. And I'm Stefania Romeo, and you're listening to This Life Explains It All, Vera's podcast. Today is our first episode that we are recording in 2021. Happy New Year. So ready for a fresh start. For this episode, we took a bunch of questions from you guys, and we're going to be doing a Q&A talking about everything from the practices that we've begun last year that we're sticking with, our best resources for things like meditation, how we detox, that's definitely on our minds. And I think a lot of yours right now, some of our favorite products and some more. Yeah, it's a new year, our very first episode. Stefania, how are you feeling now that it's a new year? I'm feeling optimistic. I mean, obviously there's things happening that aren't so great and I'm I've talked about this a lot. I, I'm having a very hard time with the lockdownness of it all, but I do feel hopeful and optimistic for this year. I feel like I felt a shift. There was all of that planetary stuff going on at the end of December, and I did feel lighter after that. And I feel like there's room for a lot of possibilities now. I think a lot of transformations are going to be happening. Actually, Mercury is not going in retrograde at all this year. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So astrologers are very excited about because it means that we can just continue moving forward and we don't have that backlog of questioning and all of that. So it's it will just be continually moving forward. So I think it'll be a great year of growth and transformation. I'm really excited. I mean, obviously there's going to be very you know similar issues that carry over, but I think it's going to be good. Okay. So let's get into the questions. So the first question is, what practices did you start during quarantine that you ended up sticking with? Kat, do you want to take this one first? Yeah. So one of the things that I've changed in 2020 during the quarantine is pulling my practices, self-care practices from a toolkit versus having a specific one that I have to do each day. So waking up and just feeling what I feel like doing intuitively. As soon as I wake up, sometimes I'll go for a swim in the ocean and I won't take my phone with me and it's really meditative. So it's not like I'm doing the traditional meditation where I'm sitting and meditating for 10 minutes, but I'm just going outside and going in the water. And that's really been impactful and something I'm definitely taking with me. There's some other things that I can pull from depending on how I'm feeling in the morning. So one of them is going in the water. 
The other is maybe doing a workout. So I remember like I used to wake up at like five in the morning, do a really intense workout, do a meditation, go to work. Just it was so intense. And I've (laughs) really, really dialed that back. So sometimes I might do a workout, but I just tune into how my body is feeling and whether or not that's something that I want to do. So the main thing is, is just being more intuitive with how I'm feeling and what I want to do for that morning. Yeah, I totally agree. And I've been doing more of that too, because I feel like because we love all this stuff, we love these practices for both of us. I mean, certainly I can speak for myself. Like I've gotten to a point where there's just so many things on my list that I'm just checking the box, trying to get them done that makes it hard to actually sit with the practice and take everything in. So I love the idea of just recognizing, okay, I've done all this work. I have all these tools, whatever I feel like doing in the morning, I'm going to do one thing from that, that I feel like. I love that. I've been doing that too. One of the things that that made me think of that I've been doing that definitely has been inspired by some of the more challenging parts of the year of 2020 is orienting toward joy and recognizing that as a practice. So it can be so easy, like when we're caught up in all of the things we have to do or work or just dealing with things to feel like, okay, I have to check all these things off the box, whether it's practices or not, but doing something that just brings you unbridled laughter and unbridled joy and makes you feel like a child definitely is a practice for self-care. So I recently did this with my parents over the holidays. I played my piano that I had from childhood. And I think I'm going to get a keyboard because it just, I was like, why am I doing this? I have so many other things to do, but I just loved doing it so much. Mm -hmm. Yes, you should definitely get a keyboard. You're so good. And... (laughs) Thank you. you. It's just like, yeah. And it's just like, it's just good to do things like that. I feel like, I mean, I'm speaking for myself now, but I feel like I've gotten away a little bit from music and I love music so much, like especially the piano. I don't know how to play the piano. I know really basic songs, but I've always wanted to learn. And sometimes I visualize myself learning and playing the piano and singing. And it's just so beautiful. You can definitely learn. You can learn Anytime. I yeah. can teach you. I'll teach you some yeah, easy Yeah. Can you notes. teach me? Because I really yeah. want... Yeah. I, I do really want to learn. But the other thing that reminded me of is starting the day by listening to music. And I forget, but when I do it, it really changes my morning. I feel yeah. really good. And I mm-hmm. dance a little bit. It just immediately puts me in a good mood. Yeah. It's great. Well, before we get off this question on practices... There are two really specific things that I can share if anyone wants to try these specific practices. Um, And these are some of the things I've been doing and pulling from that toolkit. One is somatic work. So essentially somatic work is where you can tap into your body and into your nervous system to identify where emotions or blockages are being held so that you can breathe into them, feel into them and release them. And so I've talked about it before. Anxiety is something that I've always struggled with and I started learning more about and integrating more somatic work this year. One of the things that I've been doing as a practice as I wake up in the morning is when I am having one of those mornings where I am waking up with anxiety or thinking about everything I have to do, and I think that a lot of us have been there, I lay there and I just breathe into where do I feel this feeling in my body? Often it comes in my chest or in my gut and I just breathe into it and really feel it because I think oftentimes we feel like I'm stressed out or I feel anxious, but 
we don't really recognize where it's sitting in our body. So if anyone's curious to try that out, I really highly suggest it. Just when you're feeling anxious, whether it's when you're waking up or anytime, feel where is this anxiety or stress sitting in my body? And then how can I breathe into it or even start a dialogue with it? Our episode with Lourdes Billingsley, the numbers escaping me right now, check that out too, because she talks a lot about the somatic work. Yeah. I love the somatic work too, because I think it simplifies what is whatever is going on with you. So like when I do it, if you have anxiety, you don't have to understand why or where it's coming from. All you have to do is be aware of, is built, create awareness on around where it's showing up in your body. And a lot of times when we're stressed now, or anything that triggers us or causes anxiety is all old stuff. It's old stuff that's getting triggered over and over again. So yeah. by figuring out where it is in the body and releasing it, you're actually releasing old stuff too. It's not just what you're dealing with in the moment. So I think it's a really great practice. Yeah. Okay. And so then my last one is that I've been integrating more adaptogens that are specific to helping with calm and stress relief in that same vein of the anxiety and dealing with all of this stuff. So ashwagandha is a great one. Reishi is a great one. I've also, I'm not sure if this is classified as an adaptogen or something else, but L-theanine is another. So I've started experimenting with all of these different drinks and powders and different modalities of these herbs. And they really have helped with my stress and anxiety. I was helping a friend get into this yesterday because ashwagandha and, and some of the other stress relievers in the adaptogens have really helped me. So that's another one that I have picked up during this past year and that I certainly will be taking with me. All right. Should we get on to the next question? What are your best resources for meditation? I've experimented with this a lot and I have different forms of meditation that I do depending on how I feel. So if I'm feeling really anxious, a good practice and meditation to do is breath work because when you're in the meditation, the meditation is very active and you're guided through breathing and you really can only focus on your breath. So for those 10, 20 minutes, you're really getting out of your head and just focusing on your breath. So I found that really helpful for anxiety and I would recommend we'll link the specific one in the show notes, but Naraj Naik, who we've also had on the podcast, does a great meditation to the beat of music. And it's just, when I do that meditation, I feel really connected and I just, I get lost in it. So I highly recommend that one. It's about 10 to 20, I think it's around 20 minutes, but it goes by really fast. The other resource that when I first started with started out with meditation and I was dipping my toes in, I used the Calm app a lot and I really liked it. So it's 10 minute meditations. They're all guided. They go by really fast. And it's really good if you're just dipping your toes into meditation for the first time. I found it really, really useful. So that's something that you can just do if you're looking for a daily consistent practice that you can do that doesn't take up too much time. Yeah. Just like kind of find your way in. Exactly. And then the last practice that I do that I know that both of us do is some form of hypnosis. So hypnosis, I'm a very strong believer in the power of hypnosis because 95% of our behaviors come from our subconscious mind. So if we can reprogram 
and rewire our brain, which we can through hypnosis, then a lot of our experiences change. So maybe we feel like in certain situations, we just don't feel adequate or we don't feel good enough. That's coming from a past thing that's in our subconscious mind. And if we listen to, when we listen to a hypnosis, we rewire that experience and change it. Yeah. I feel like you've always been a good meditator. I know you got into Vedic as well, which has a Mm -hmm. a mantra. People swear by Vedic meditation and I haven't actually gotten so into it myself, but I also would encourage anyone who's really interested to check that out. You go to a training, you get your mantra, and then you can practice that on your own. For me, I've always had a challenge with silent meditation and I've done a lot of education around it. I've done to classes, retreats, but I've never really resonated with total silent meditation. So for me, I love all of the Kundalini meditation. So Kundalini is very much about awakening the energy and integrating all the energy that exists in your physical body. And I have had such an amazing experience with Kundalini yoga. When I want to do a meditation, I will find Kundalini chants And I love doing those. So there's lots of kundalini chants that you can do. I feel like I'm really connecting when I do that. And then also there's just the standard satnam. Satnam essentially means truth is my essence. I am truth. And it's a cornerstone of the kundalini practice. So sometimes, and I tend to do these practices in the morning. I actually did it this morning. I was like, I really want to meditate and just get the day started in a grounded way, but I'm not feeling like I can sit and do a big meditation right now. I just set my timer for five minutes and I chanted Satnam silently and I started the day like that and it was great. So I would say on the meditation front, if you want to check out any of the resources like Kat mentioned, or you can just find like what's a mantra or something that I can experiment with doing any kind of like silent chant around. I, I really like that. Mm, yeah, that's good. Yeah. With Vedic meditation, you have a mantra that's based around your birthday and you just say that over and over again for 20 minutes, two times a day. So that one is definitely more of a commitment. I started doing the practice because I had so much anxiety and it really, really worked. I could not believe it. Like It probably took a few weeks of consistently doing it and I just could not believe how much it helped my anxiety. So if anyone's so really good. struggling with that. Okay. Well, we'll we'll link all of the resources too and I'll, I'll link some of the Kundalini stuff as well in the show notes so you can check them out. Mm-hmm. The next question I'm very excited about, it's very on, very much on my mind right now, is how do you detox? Mm. So I think that a lot of people are thinking about this right now after the holidays, but also just like this shedding and releasing of 2020. I feel like detox is just as mental and emotional as, as it is physical. So I can start with this one and share some of the things that I do when I want to detox. So this is true. Like I just, you know, came back to California. I went to visit my family in upstate New York for the holidays, carefully, of course. But I came back after having a great time, eating so much food, drinking, feeling like I don't feel like myself. I feel so puffy. I feel so swollen. I feel like I'm carrying things that aren't mine. My mind is has so much filled. So I have started doing some of these detox practices myself. So If you're looking to do detox, I would think about what are the things you want to detox from your mind and your emotional state? And then what are the things that you want to detox from your body and really get intentional and maybe even do some journaling around what those two things are and use those as your guiding points. I'm not a fan of like really intense 
deprivation detox, but really just more being easy with yourself. So I think one easy cornerstone that's free for everyone for detox is try to sleep more. Like how can you get like some more time spent sleeping and drink a lot of water, cut out alcohol for a while. These are things that really make a huge difference for me. So some of the specific things I've been using for detox are number one, my infrared blanket. So I have this higher dose infrared sauna blanket that I've shared a little bit about, but I am totally obsessed with it. It makes me feel amazing and it gets everything out. If you don't have an infrared sauna blanket, you can go to an infrared sauna spa, walk-in place. A lot of them are actually still open during COVID. I think because of the way that they're set up, they're kind of just like individual self-guided walk-in. So I definitely suggest doing the infrared. I also, when I detox, try to leverage some of my kind of supplements that are helpful with aiding detoxification. So I'm always drinking the Saqqara Life chlorophyll drink. And we actually got a question specific about this chlorophyll drink and and what it helps with. And it's really great for binding to heavy metals and toxins that are in your gut so that your body can eliminate them and they don't just sit there in sludge. So that's something that I definitely suggest. Chlorophyll, charcoal is good for that too. And then one of the things that really helps me on the... So I'm doing my infrared sauna blanket. I'm doing my chlorophyll. I'm trying to just do less overall. Like don't eat more than I need to be full, don't have alcohol. And one of the things that's really helped me with the alcohol thing, because I do enjoy a glass of wine, is switching to Ken Euphorics. Kat, you and I were just talking about this before we started recording. She's very into it. (laughs) I am absolutely obsessed with it. Like when I get obsessed with something, I talk about it a lot and I try to get everyone else on it. And I've been doing that with this, but it's so amazing because it's not just a mocktail. It's essentially like a liqueur that is non-alcoholic. So it's not just like having a mocktail. It actually, it tastes kind of like Campari. It's a little bitter and I love that. And it also has adaptogens and nootropics or nootropics. I always pronounce that wrong in it. So it does make you feel a little bit elation, a little bit lighter without feeling like you are under the influence of anything. It just makes you feel a little bit lighter and a little stress relief. And I have really been enjoying it. I highly suggest checking it out. The other thing is if you lemon in your water first thing in the morning, it's really good for detoxing. And just use a straw, like a metal straw, obviously, to save the turtles, <laughs> but <laughs> use a straw because it can really hurt your teeth if you do it every single day. But yeah, that is really good. And I also really like lemon water. When I'm really thirsty, I always crave lemon water. Yeah. Cause your body needs something for the hydration yeah. to like stick to so that it can stay in your body. Yes. Yes. So yeah, your body is very smart, it knows what to do. And The other thing in terms of detox for me is just I'm really looking at my screen time and at night, you know, instead of scrolling through my phone or watching something, I've been reading physical books or a physical book right now. (laughs) And that has really helped with my sleep, just being able to fall asleep and stay asleep for longer. So I think that's something that just reducing screen time and detoxing from that as much as possible because I'm really on it all the time. I think all of us are because we're all of our meetings are on Zoom. I'm just constantly on my phone during the day. So that has really helped me detox at night from that. 
Yeah, that actually just made me think of something actually that I learned from Srimati and is so has played out to be so true, which is detoxing from content that doesn't serve your highest expression of self, doesn't serve your happiness. And we do take on the energy or we do have some kind of imprinting that happens from any kind of content that we take in, whether it's on social media, books, TV. And one of the things that I've actually really kind of been mindful not to do is watch anything that is violent or stressful. And it's interesting because oftentimes like some of the like best movies or best shows that everyone's talking about are shows that integrate violence or that are stressful or, you know, aren't the best expression of humanity. And I was noticing that when I, you know, it's not that I'm so into those kinds of shows, but I was noticing when I would get into things like that, like I would feel darker. I would feel dark, melancholy, not great. And so I've been really mindful about if I am going to watch something, I'm going to watch something funny. I'm going to watch something hopeful because those are coming into my, you know, they're integrating into me in some way if I'm watching something that's very dark. Yeah. Well, your brain goes into theta state. So it goes into your, when you're watching TV or consuming content. So you're, it's going right into your subconscious mind. Yeah. Yeah. I do like, though, really intense shows sometimes. It, not sad, but I just like the intensity. I think sometimes it like just takes me out of everything and I can really focus on it. But I do notice a difference. I remember I was watching This Is Us for a while and I had oh. to stop because I was <laughs> feeling... I mean, I cry very easily with shows and everything, but that show, I was like crying afterwards. And I'm like, this is I not... Know. I don't need this. This is too much. I know. It's a really good show, but it's so sad and every episode is sad. So that's one that I had to stop watching for that reason. Okay. The last question that we pulled for today is a question on what is your beauty routine and what products are you using? So sometimes we share some of this at the beginning of the episodes we haven't in a while. So maybe we'll bring this back as a Mm -hmm. little segment at the beginning. I can share some of the things that I've been using that are new and that I haven't shared before. So it's winter. I've been integrating some other things for moisture, just, you know, braving the elements this time of year. So a few beauty products that I'm really into right now that I love in that vein. First, I just got into the Goop Jeans face cream. It is excellent. It is probably the best face cream I've ever tried, ever used. I absolutely love it. It's Yeah. It's so moisturizing, but it's not greasy because that's my problem. I always put moisturizing stuff on and oils and stuff, but then I'm like a big shiny ball. This is so moisturizing. Yeah. And I have a lot of oil. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I love this because it moisturizes. It makes your skin really like velvety feeling and it's just incredible. Highly recommend Goop Jeans face cream. So good. The other thing that I started using is the Ilia Skin Tint. This has been like all over Instagram and beauty blogs and all this stuff. So maybe you've seen it, but it's amazing. It has hyaluronic acid right in the skin tint. It's got SPF 40. So it's basically really can totally replace 
during the day, any other kind of cream or serum that you're putting on your face. And it just has the most beautiful natural finish. And I absolutely love it. You can buy it at any of the green beauty places, but then you can also order it on Sephora. Highly recommend that Ilia skin tint. And then the last one that I'll share is an ingestible. So I've been taking the Moon Juice Super Beauty pills, which have herbs and adaptogens that are specific to skin health. And whenever I get into taking these regularly, I just notice I look better, younger. I just look better and I feel great about myself. So that's Mm -hmm. the last one that I'll share, but those are some of the new beauty products that I've been integrating. Mm, Yeah. One other thing that I've been doing for my hair is coconut oil, putting coconut oil, doing a coconut oil hair mask because my hair gets really dry and sheds a lot, especially because I of where I live near the ocean. So that's really helped me. Like It's crazy. I feel like after the first time my hair was so shiny and it was just perfect and it was just coconut oil. So leave, put the coconut oil in, leave it on for 20 minutes and then just wash it out with your shower. I sometimes leave it on for even longer, but it does get all over the place. So (laughs) keep that in mind. I should try that. I don't like, you know, this already. I hate having oil on me. One of the things for my skin, and this isn't a product that I use, it's just a practice that I have in the morning is having a smoothie that's just packed with vegetables and packed with really good, healthy fats. I put avocado in there, peanut butter, zucchini, spinach, and I feel, I just feel so good starting my day like that. And I notice a difference in my skin from eating, just getting those types of nutrients from the inside out first thing in the morning directly from the the source, the vegetables. Okay. Well, we'll leave it there for now with the Q&As. We haven't done one of these in a while. If you like these, let us know. If there's a certain topic you like best of the Q&As, let us know. We kind of picked a sampling of a few different areas for today. Next week, we are back with our guest interviews and we are interviewing someone that we're so excited about. We have wanted to get her on for a while. Her name is Selena Gray. She is a well-known financial empowerment coach and advisor working specifically with women. We came across her because we saw Mark Groves, the relationship expert that a lot of us know about, was doing a collaboration with her on your relationship to money. And it was great. And so she's going to talk to us about our relationship to money, how to manage it better, how to have more of it, and how we as women can navigate the financial space. So we're super excited about that. That's coming on our episode next week. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Katherine Griffiths. And I'm Stefania Romeo. We'll talk to you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review or share it with a friend and hit subscribe so you never miss a show.